What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to episode 72 of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. Guys, I hope y'all have been having a fantastic start to y'all's week. I know I definitely have. I've been enjoying this absolute huge amount of college football recruiting news that I've been given, as well as the whole country. And that's pretty much what today's episode is going to surround, so buckle up for a load of high school commitment news. But anyway, guys, I hope y'all are having a fantastic Wednesday. Let me know what y'all are up to. I mean, I've not really been up to too much. I've just been focusing on bettering the podcast, gathering all this information for y'all, and just working on all the little side things that I've got planned going on in the future. And guys, I might have an actual surprise for y'all coming in the next few days, and it might be an interview with a pretty high-up lineman in college football, which maybe or may not you might see pop up here in a couple days but anyway guys before we do begin today's episode i do want to ask y'all to please make sure that you are following the official instagram and tiktok of the cover seven with mason pierce podcast at cover seven with mason pierce on both of those platforms guys i cannot stress it enough if you do love daily sports news and just daily sports content as a whole you need to check out both of these platforms they're absolutely fantastic i make sure to continue to upload daily so you are not missing out on anything sports related but anyway guys let's dive right into today's episode because we do have a lot to talk about in the college football world and the first news that i want to talk about in the college football world is going to be regarding the LSU Tigers and a couple commitments that they've gotten these past couple days. Now, the first commitment I want to talk about is going to be regarding 2023 four-star edge rusher Joshua Mickens. Now, Joshua Mickens, he is a top 150 recruit in the class of 2023 and has been heavily recruited by numerous schools throughout the whole SEC. Now, earlier this week, Joshua decided to announce his commitment to you know, LSU. Now, the reason why I like this kid a lot is simply for the fact of how physical he is. Like, during his junior season of high school, and yes, he is just an edge rusher. He's not a linebacker or anything like that. He is mostly used as an edge rusher. He recorded 70 tackles, 22 and a half tackles for loss, 12 sacks, and five forced fumbles in just his junior year of high school. So, yeah, dude is an absolute beast now this does give lsu eight commitments for the 2023 recruiting class so far obviously it'll be nine with the next news that we talk about and i think he'll absolutely be an amazing get for lsu because as you all know they just went out and got fellow four star in the 2023 class jackson howard to play on the opposite side of the defensive line so really solid pickups by brian kelly kind of solidifying that 
Tigers defensive line for these next couple years and you know we're not going to stray away from the opposite side of the football we're actually going to stay on the defensive side of the football and this is going to be regarding four-star defensive lineman Darren Reed now Darren Reed who had been thought to kind of been out of the LSU sweepstakes a lot of people were expecting him to either attend possibly Auburn Ohio State or Clemson well, he decided to do the complete opposite. On, on, and on the 4th of July, he decided that he will be committing to LSU. Now, this, once again, is very good news for LSU as they are kind of continuing to build back up that defense with the new Brian Kelly era. And, I mean, I think the Tigers will do pretty solid here in the future. Now, Reed, he is a top 30 player ranked nationally by on three and is a uh, and is a top 250 player ranked in the 24-7 sports composite. So definitely a huge prospect and huge pickup for a Tigers team that hasn't really had the most flashiest of recruiting classes like we've known for them to have, but definitely has been a sneaky, good, solid recruiting class for Brian Kelly as this is his first, I guess you could say, official recruiting class as now that he is the head coach of the LSU Tigers as this does rack up their commitment to number nine for the 2023 class. And I expect it to grow a little and little more. The only worrisome part, I would say, is the fact that they really haven't recruited a lot of guys offensively yet. Now, they might really use the transfer portal next year, and they can completely rebuild similar to what they did this offseason when they went out and got Jaden um, Daniels from Arizona State to fulfill the quarterback position, which I know right now it's kind of a toss-up by like who will be the actual starting quarterback for the Tigers, but my betting odds would probably be Jaden Daniels just for the fact that he has been a starter at the college football level, you know, Division One, Power Five level, and it really wouldn't make sense not to start him just due to the sheer fact that he has a lot of experience and the raw talent that he possesses and would give to that LSU Tigers offense. But anyway, pretty solid couple pickups for Brian Kelly as he picks up two four-star defensive players that are ranked in the top 300 of their respective recruiting sites, so... Watch out for the Tigers. They might be starting to kind of creep up. Obviously, they're not going to have any type of recruiting class like we've seen with Ohio State, Texas, Clemson, who actually did, does make an appearance in today's episode. So, Clemson fans, y'all are still picking up, guys. Even though it is not the month of June anymore, you're still making some waves in the recruiting world. But anyway, guys, let's transition over into some Notre Dame news. And yes, Notre Dame, which in my opinion is a class that is not getting talked about enough, just, I mean, recruiting-wise, they're not getting talked about a lot. And it's kind of shocking to me because overall, I think they're going to have one of the better recruiting classes. And you could say Texas arguably is going to end up having one of the better classes or the number one overall class, you know, largely due in fact that 2023 five-star quarterback and number one overall pro uh, recruit, Arch Manning, had just committed to Texas not even a week and a half ago. So obviously that boosted them up a lot. But Notre Dame has just been making strides in pretty much every single position throughout their whole 2023 class. And they continue to add on to the offensive side of the football as they went out and got four-star wide receiver Rico Flores Jr. Now, Rico Flores, his finalists to land him in his recruiting uh, stage were Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Georgia. And as we all know, Ohio State, they've been recruiting five-star wide receivers like it's nothing. They're literally pretty much a factory when it comes to five-star wide receivers. So it really I guess you could say came down pretty much to Notre Dame and Ohio State. Nothing against Georgia, but obviously both of those schools have produced some very, and I mean very solid wide receivers. Now, Notre Dame, in my opinion, would be the better place for him to start immediately because, once again, Ohio State is just super stacked when it comes to the wide receiver, the wide receiver position. 
that he probably would not see a lot of playing time due to the sheer fact that there is so much talent in front of him. And not that he's not a talented player by any means, because ju during his junior season, he caught 81 passes for 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns, so very solid stat line. So obviously he is not what you would you know kind of just slack off as a eh, four-star. He's definitely up there to potentially be a five-star by the end of his senior year. Now, Rico, he is from the West Coast, so definitely did not want to go to USC or any of those schools. But he did end up committing to Notre Dame, and I think this will end up being a very good decision for him because not only is Notre Dame going to be getting a solid five-star quarterback in their 2024 class in the form of DJ Carr, who was thought to be a Michigan lock due to the sheer fact that he has a lot of family ties to Michigan as his uh, grandfather is Lloyd Carr, the former Michigan head coach. But... I mean, just Notre Dame and what Marcus Freeman has brought to Notre Dame is something that I think Notre Dame was kind of okay with letting Brian Kelly walk and why a lot of Notre Dame people just really weren't upset with him leaving because a lot of the staff that Brian Kelly had at Notre Dame once he left, they didn't want to follow him. They wanted to be with Marcus Freeman, which should have been an early sign of, okay, they really are buying into Marcus Freeman and so are all these recruits that are committing to the Irish, so... Don't don't expect Notre Dame to continue like continue to not recruit very heavily because Rico Flores is just going to continue to be one of many, and I'm telling you, many four star slash five star borderline recruits to commit to the Irish. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about Rico. Rico, in my opinion, has a lot of potential and definitely will end up being a very solid wide receiver in the college football landscape. And Notre Dame, I think, in my opinion, is going to fit him very well. Now, the next news I want to talk about is going to be regarding four-star athlete in the 2023 class, Micah Tease. Now, Micah Tease, he currently attends Booker T. Washington High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So as a lot of people would probably expect, he had a lot of interest to go play for the Sooners. And his finalists actually to land him were Arkansas, OU, Notre Dame, USC, and Texas A&M. Now, Texas A&M, no shocker, has pretty much been in everyone's finalist to land them no matter what. Now, obviously, they have gotten a lot of kids, but they always just kind of seem to sneak their name into a lot of these lists. Notre Dame was pretty intriguing to USC, Arkansas, especially in OU. Now, it really kind of seemed like it would come down to, and you're probably going to be shocked, Arkansas and OU. OU, you know, due to the fact that he is close to home, and Arkansas really isn't that far away at all either. Now, the problem in his recruiting stage when it came to committing to Oklahoma was Oklahoma wanted him to actually be on the other side of the football and play defensive back. Now, Tease himself had been wanting to play um, wide receiver, and it seemed like Arkansas was pretty much one of the only schools that would be okay with him doing, you know, playing wide receiver as, you know, Arkansas probably could use a couple wide receivers right now. So once earlier on this week, Tease made his commitment. He announced that he would be committing to Arkansas over Oklahoma. Now, this is a huge get for the Razorbacks and Sam Pittman because he can probably be used a lot more as a kind of Swiss Army knife, whether you want to use him in the backfield, in the slot, in the outside, wherever you can use him there because he does have a solid frame at 5'11", 180 pounds. He'll probably put on some weight, might even grow an inch or two. So really good project recruit, in my opinion, for Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks is they're going to be adding some more depth overall to that offense, which has a buttload of potential going into these next few years. Now, guys, if you think we weren't going to talk about any more Notre Dame news, you are absolutely wrong. Notre Dame, they weren't done just getting Rico Flores. They actually decided to attack another position on the defensive side of the ball, and that actually was the cornerback position. As earlier on this week, 
four-star cornerback Christian Gray announced his commitment to the University of Notre Dame. Now the finalists to lay Christ to not lay Christian. The finalists to land Christian were Notre Dame, LSU, Ohio State, and USC. So obviously some pretty you know decent schools were going to end up landing him regardless. Now Christian, he is a top 100 recruit in the class of 2023 and decided that he would end up committing to Marcus Freeman and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Now, in case you don't know, Marcus Freeman was originally a defensive coordinator for the University of Cincinnati under Luke Fickle, and then this past season he joined uh, Brian Kelly's staff to become their defensive coordinator, and after one season as the D.C., and once Brian Kelly left for the LSU gig, he took over as the head coach of Notre Dame, and like we continue to see, he's making such incredible strides to prove that, you know, Notre Dame, they still have the luck of the Irish in them. You know, they're still going to be able to compete for national championships. And I know the stigma in college football these past couple years is don't let Notre Dame get into the college football playoff because they're just going to end up losing 40-something to 14 to Alabama or 40-something to 14 to Clemson or whatever, you know, high power blue blood they're going to end up losing to them and even new york six bowl games because we saw them you know have a early lead to oklahoma state on new year's day in the uh i think it was the fiesta bowl and they ended up losing that game to oklahoma state it wasn't an over i don't think it was an overtime but it was late in the fourth quarter and it kind of was just like okay you know there's a little worrisome because marcus freeman was the interim head coach you know right before he became the official head coach but they're still, you know, they're they getting a lot, and I mean a lot of upgrades in this 2023 class, whether it is on the offensive side of the football or the defensive side of the football. And I think a lot of, I think a lot more people need to be talking about the fact that Marcus Freeman overall probably has had the best recruiting class so far in the class of 2023 because he is attacking every individual position and is not just trying to target simply the offensive side of the ball, or in his case, it would be the defensive side of the ball. He's attacking every position and is actually getting a lot of depth for those positions. And truthfully, I think Notre Dame will be in contention in the next two to three years you know, to be able to get back to winning those national championships that a lot of Notre Dame fans got used to. So, but anyway, Notre Dame lands four-star and top 100 recruit Christian Gray. Now, guys, the next news we will be talking about is going to be regarding Texas. Now, y'all know we can't go on a whole episode talking, you know, or not talking about Texas simply for the fact that once they had landed Arch Manning about a week and a half ago, they've pretty much been getting a four-star recruit, whether it's on the offensive line or defensive side of the football every single day like I mean every time I look on 24-7 sports or on three or just on Instagram I'm seeing a kid commit to UT so we actually did have one pretty notable recruit commit to UT over the past couple days and this comes in the form of 2023 four-star defensive lineman Sidir Mitchell now Sidir Mitchell he is a top 300 recruit in the class of 2023 and has a huge frame, like nose tackle frame, at six foot six, three hundred and thirty-five pounds. Now his finals to land him were UT, Texas A&M, Miami, and Georgia. Now, once again, the fact that UT is able to finally attack, and I know when I say that, you know, oh well, they've always been able to recruit pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball because they have. Like, there's no. You know, there's no discussion needs to be made. Texas has just not been performing with the talent that they have been given, right? Like, they've had plenty of guys that should have been able to lead them to a national championship on the defensive side of the football. But also, they were never properly used, too, because sometimes coaching just was kind of just, eh, when it came to UT. But anyway, Sidir will definitely have a huge impact on that UT defensive line once he does arrive next season because... 
dude is six foot six, three hundred and thirty-five pounds, and is already literally in college, like college size. So huge get for Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. Now the next news I want to talk about, and actually the Clemson news that I wanted to talk about, is regarding 2023 four-star offensive lineman Zachariah Owens. Now Zachariah Owens, he is a top 100 recruit in the class of 2023, and he officially decided to announce earlier on this week that he will be committing to Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Now Zachariah, he is ranked as a top 100 recruit, and his finalists to land him were Clemson, Penn State, and Alabama. And as we all know, Alabama kind of tends to be a factory when it comes to producing NFL talent offensive linemen, as we most recently have seen Alex Leatherwood, who got drafted in the first round back in 2021 to the Las Vegas Raiders. So a lot of people probably presumed, you know, he's going to end up going to Alabama due to the fact that, you know, he's going to want to end up in the NFL. But don't get me wrong, I don't blame him for wanting to commit to Clemson because joining this 2023 class for Clemson, he will be joining fellow blue chip prospects Ian Reed and Harris Sewell, who in their own respective are top 200 prospects, recruit. I don't know why I keep saying prospects, so guys, just <laughs> hang with me when I say prospects. I you know, always kind of having to do some NFL, MLB, and all that, but he will be joining those guys who are in their own respective are top 200 recruits in the class of 2023 and are joining Clemson's offensive line. So huge get, once again, for Clemson that is sneakily having. And I don't want to say, I don't want to keep saying sneakily for all of these guys, but I do think that Notre Dame and Clemson aren't really getting talked about talked as much as like Ohio State and Texas are because both of these schools are recruiting so well all the way around like they're not just focusing on the offensive side of the ball like we've seen with Ohio State now Ohio State has gotten some solid DBs and secondary help during this 2023 class don't get me wrong but just how many recruits Clemson and Notre Dame have gotten like four-star even five-star wise and even transfer portal acquisitions are just huge and Ohio State has as well like I said, and another guy that I'm really high on, Jim Knowles, the former Oklahoma State defensive coordinator who now is Ohio State's defensive coordinator. He's completely transitioned that defense for Ohio State. That was kind of mocked at last year. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about Ohio State because this is about Clemson. Clemson will probably, and I think what they have needed for a while now, is a steadily good offensive line. And the fact now that they are getting Ian Reed, Harris Sewell, and Zachariah Owens is going to be huge for the future of Clemson football and especially for their five-star quarterback that they got this literally in the class of 2022, Cade Klubnik, who was one of the most highly touted quarterbacks in his class coming out of Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see if possibly we could see Clemson get back to, you know, being in the national championship game literally every single year. Anyway, guys, the next news I want to talk about and probably some news that y'all will not really hear about from a lot of like blockbuster people, but some news that definitely needs to be talked about. And this is regarding four-star or four-star quarterback Avery Johnson. Now, Avery Johnson, he is six foot two, 170 pounds, and currently plays his high school football at Mays High School in Mays, Kansas. Now, Avery, he is ranked as the number 94th player in the country. And his recruitment has never really been a question about where he would go due to the fact that he, even Avery himself has quoted saying he is a homebody. But as of you know this year, Oregon and Washington have kind of become have kind of started to creep themselves into the conversation to land Avery. But Avery on Tuesday decided to crush the hearts of Oregon and Washington fans, and he announced that he will be committing to Kansas State. 
Now, Kansas State, they've had a pretty decent 2023 class. They've got, I think, two four-stars so far and a decent amount of three-stars in their 2023 class. And now that they got Avery Johnson, who will probably take over as their quarterback of the future, I think is a pretty good get for a Wildcats team that just kind of has really been average the past couple years, especially once Bill Snyder retired. But Anyway, this is a huge get for the Kansas State Wildcats as they are landing a four-star quarterback and top 100 recruit in the class of 2023, Avery Johnson. And real quick, before we do transition over into our next college football news, another cool thing about Avery Johnson is he kind of has the flow of Trevor Lawrence. If you know who that is, that's former Clemson quarterback and current Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. He has this long, blonde hair. But Avery Johnson has the same type of hair, but it's curly. So could we possibly see Kansas State getting their own version of, you know, Trevor Lawrence? Now, that would be really funny, you know, if he kind of turns, you know, kind of does what Colin Klein did for Kansas State literally a decade ago and brought them to top 10 in the country. I don't think he'll do that, but I do think it would be pretty cool to see if he potentially kind of turns into a Trevor Lawrence type of quarterback. Anyway, guys, these these final couple things that we have to talk about in today's college football segment are going to be regarding some of the more highly touted and, I mean, highly recruited kids coming out of the 2023 class and the 2024 class. But the first news I want to talk about is going to be regarding five-star offensive lineman and number one offensive tackle in the nation, Francis Mayagoa. Now, I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, Francis. I no disrespect or anything like that. But Francis, he is ranked number five in, in the class of 2023. And when I tell you this kid has everyone wanting him i mean every single school possible is wanting him as he has a huge frame at six foot six 325 pounds and currently attends img academy which is a powerhouse in high school football so you know yeah he's definitely got a lot of credibility and you know a lot of schools are wanting to get after him now his finals to land him were tennessee usc alabama florida and hawaii and you're probably like hawaii largely due in fact that I think he is from the Hawaii area. But anyways, Miami lands one of the best offensive linemen probably we've gotten in the past couple of recruiting, you know, cycles and Mario Cristobal has finally pushed the Hurricanes into a top ten recruiting class and probably will end up being a top five recruiting class and I don't think enough can really be said about how much Mario Cristobal has completely just revitalized his Miami Hurricanes program as a whole because Currently, as of right now, Miami currently has six ESPN 300 recruits joining Jaden Rashada, Riley Williams, Nathaniel Joseph, Robert Stafford, and Robbie Washington. And all those recruits are pretty much top 200, so they're not even necessarily top 300. The only recruit being out of the top 300 is Robbie Washington, who is at currently number 280, but will probably end up getting into the, you know, the low 200s or 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 the uh no the low 100s or the high 200s so anyway great get for Miami as they are building up that offensive line and obviously Francis Malagoa is a huge step in the right direction as he is currently ranked as the number one offensive tackle in the class of 2023 and a funny thing about his whole recruitment was a lot of Tennessee fans which have really been put in a lot of bad taste in a lot of people's mouths as of recently, just their fan base as a whole, because they completely trashed Carnell Carnell Tate when he decided to commit to Ohio State over Tennessee. And the funny thing is about Francis is Francis was literally getting recruited by Nico Iamaleva, who 
you know, top five-star quarterback in the class of 2023. Throws one of the prettiest balls. I, I mean, literally watch this kid's seven-on-seven highlights and even high school highlights. He probably has some of the best accuracy we've seen out of a high school football quarterback in years. But anyway, he was getting recruited heavily by Nico to come to Tennessee. And it definitely seemed like Tennessee could end up landing Francis. But I think Miami and the culture and probably the NIL deals and opportunities were just too much for him to give up. So that's why he ended up going to Miami. And obviously Miami is building something special, you know, getting fellow five-star quarterback in the class of 2023, Jaden Rashada. And just continuing to build around Jaden, you know, whether it's the wide receiver position, offensive line, running back, and even the defensive side of the football, you know, they're constantly stepping up. And that's probably what attracted Francis as well. But anyway, guys, Tennessee fans, y'all still do have a lot to look forward to, even though this recruit won't be on campus for another two full seasons. But anyway, this comes in the form of 2024 five-star uh, athlete Jonathan Eccles. Now, Jonathan is currently ranked as the number eight overall player in the class of 2024. And despite playing edge rusher in both sides of the football in high school, he has announced that he will be playing tight end when he does come to the collegiate ranks. So, Tennessee, you're getting a huge addition to the offensive side of the football and a guy that could potentially also play edge rusher because he does stand at a huge six foot four, 220 pounds, and is currently playing tight end and defensive end at IMG Academy alongside Francis. So Tennessee fans, this is a huge grab. This is y'all's first commitment for the class of 2024. And y'all should really be thanking Nico Iamaleva for this as Jonathan numerous times has said that Nico is probably the main reason why he ended up committing to Tennessee. So the Nico Iamaleva effect is also in full throttle right now at Tennessee. You know, both UTs, their respective 2023 five-star quarterbacks, are doing a lot when it comes to recruiting for their respective schools. But anyway, guys, that is not entirely the end of today's college football segment as we do have one final thing to talk about, and this is regarding 2023 number one JUCO player and wide receiver in the country, Malik Benson. Now, Malik Benson, he previously played his uh, JUCO football at Hutchinson Community College up in Kansas. And in case that sounds familiar, that is because Hutchinson plays in the same league as Independence Community College, a.k.a. Indy. So, you know, pretty. I mean, it's just kind of weird to think that Kansas has arguably the best community college football teams. And, well, I mean, Iowa and Kansas have the best community college football, you know, to schools in the whole country and they've actually produced a ton of talent which most recently has been independence coffeeville uh i think is it western iowa i think it's western iowa as well but anyway malik did decide to announce his commitment on tuesday and he announced that he will be joining the alabama crimson tide so yeah alabama they're also reloading as well getting arguably the number one juco player in all of the country malik benson to commit to alabama so huge get for the crimson tide and my bad i don't mean 2023 guys he will be joining the crimson tide for this season i just i've had i've had, I've had to say the number 2023 so many times that it's kind of just become permanent in my brain so but anyway malik benson has announced that he will be joining the crimson tide Anyway, guys, that will wrap up today's episode. There really hasn't been too much going on in the whole Kyrie Irving, 
you know, trade situation or the Kevin Durant trade situation. It's been at a plateau so far. There has been some emergencies, that, as has been reported, that possibly Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving would be swapped. So Russell Westbrook would be going to the Nets. Kyrie Irving would be going to the Lakers. The only worrisome thing about that is how would the Nets properly use Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook because both of them can't shoot the ball to save their lives. They're both slashing players and you know, kind of both have a killed morale right now. So it really wouldn't make sense for them, for them you know, talking about the Nets, to trade for a guy that potentially is going to be getting paid more than Kyrie Irving and will be giving you less production. So it's just a whole interesting situation going on right now in the NBA, but there hasn't been too much to discuss about. But anyway, guys, I hope y'all absolutely enjoyed today's episode. I know I enjoyed making it for y'all. Before y'all do head out, if you do feel like stepping up y'all support to the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, Anchor, Anchor.com does offer a monthly supporter listener program where you can pay just $4.99 a month. It will eventually allow me to be able to give y'all some exclusive perks as members where I can give y'all some exclusive podcasts, exclusive episodes, even some exclusive interviews and even some just interactive stuff that y'all can do. So we'll discuss that obviously at a later time. But anyway, guys, this is not required by any means y'all do not have to do this one bit it just allows for me to be able to better the quality of the podcast and you know just make me a little bit more flexible but anyway guys i appreciate any type of support that y'all show whether it is just listening to the podcast giving a like giving a comment or just simply you know just sharing with your cousin your mom grandma whoever it might be about the cover seven with mason pierce podcast i am so greatly thankful for all of you beautiful people but anyway, guys, that will wrap up today's episode. So once again, I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. I hope you have a fantastic Thursday as well. And I will, and I will see you all right back here on Friday. Peace, guys.